Welcome back, everyone, to No Sleep Till Belmont, your Islanders podcast from The Athletic. Arthur Staple here. Coming up later in the show, we've got Travis Riley, lead singer of This Is Hell, uh, Islanders and Nets merchandiser, Islander fan, uh, raconteur. It's, uh, it'll be a good show. Uh, but first, since we have actually had some Islanders news in the last few days, figured we'd uh, we'd chop that up a little bit. Um, not just uh, the league finishing their return to play protocols uh, for the next few phases, uh, the, the first of which phase three, which is a full training camp for every team, which uh, is slated to start uh, on Monday, um, provided that there are not a, a spate of positive virus tests from the all the rest of the players that are returning. Um, and then phase four, which is the hub city, those begin July 26th with the, when the teams arrive. August 1st is their target date to start the qualifying round where, there is, where it'll be Islanders-Panthers. Uh, the CBA is agreed to a memorandum of understanding, they call it, between the league and the Players uh, Association negotiators. The vote is still to come this week from the league side on the Board of Governors, from the player side, a full player up and down, up or down vote. Uh, it's pretty well expected that uh, it's going to pass both sides, so there'll be some labor peace. Um, and the details of that I think we're going to dive into maybe uh, in the next couple of weeks because there's some complexities in how they relate to the Islanders and their salary cap situation. Uh, it's going to be rough for them going beyond this year. Um, so we'll see you know, how they play out this season. Going for a Stanley Cup in a, in a crazy year that's been truncated uh, – you know, would be an incredible pursuit, but uh, but the future of this team is uh, is complicated. You know, their the salary cap is going to stay flat until revenues rise. That should be at least a couple of years. So it's going to be eighty one point five million for twenty twenty one. Whenever that season begins for twenty one twenty two, and the Islanders are already committed uh, around seventy million against the cap next year without contracts from Matthew Barzal, Ryan Pollock, and Devon Taves. And that leads us to our next bit of news, which contained in this memorandum of understanding is a change to the unsigned draft choice rule, which we've discussed here a lot as it pertains to Ilya Sorokin, the Islanders' probable future number one goalie. Um, he is allowed to sign for 2019-20, but only for the purposes of burning that for that one year of his entry-level deal. Can't join the team, can't play in the return to play. Uh, that may have been a bit moot anyway, being that he's a goalie. Um, it would have been a strange situation, I think, for Barry Trotz to drop him into a, an important game or a do-or-die playoff game after having basically never seen the young man before. Um, but it's still to be determined, you know, signing this contract and burning this year without making a dime off it. Um, he's not allowed to get a signing bonus. It's basically just to advance his service time and get to be a restricted free agent for next season when he would presumably sign a longer-term deal. Um, but uh, but that still leaves Sorokin without a place to play, possibly until January of 2021, when some accounts say that next season may begin. If, if the league can pull off this entire tournament, it won't end until October. Uh, November 1st is seems seemingly targeted as the start of the new league year, so really the start of a, a regular offseason, what would be July 1st in a normal year. Uh, so that sort of predicates next season starting around Christmas time or maybe a little bit after. And if that's the case, it'd be roughly nine months, uh, since the last time Sorokin played a game, which was for CSKA Moscow, his team, uh, in the KHL. So there's still some questions that need answering. Uh, having talked to Dan Milstein 
Sorokin's agent uh, on Monday night after the agreement was made. You know, the, as he said, that's it's great that they'll be allowed to burn the year. Uh, that's one of their goals, but the main goal is to play, and he does need a place to play. So you think there of quite a few different options for Sorokin um, in the coming weeks and months, even if he can't be part of the Islanders' camp. He could still sign his deal and then presumably sign a, a future deal. Um, there's no signing bonus in that. That can be paid out until the league year begins. He can sign, uh, I believe, it's the same starting point, uh, which would be three days after the ratification of this CBA, which could be as early as Friday. So uh, Monday could be the day not only that he signs his current deal, could also start negotiations or sign a restricted free agent deal. could be a two-year deal, a three-year deal, something in that range, I would think, uh, maybe two and a half, three million per year, depending on the length of it, uh, which doesn't sound like a lot for a guy who's got so much promise, but you have to remember he hasn't played a, a minute in the NHL yet. So uh, even though he's almost 25 and is really, you know, maybe considered one of the, one of the, or possibly the best goalie outside of the NHL right now, um, they still need to, still needs to prove himself a little bit on this side of the Atlantic. So uh, a lot of information in there and um, a lot to consider for Sorokin. If he does do, step through all these hoops, uh, gets a visa, comes over to the United States, comes over to Long Island, the team will already be on its way to the hub city by then, I would think. He'd have to quarantine for a bit. But there is a possibility that he comes just to work with maybe some other players, uh, Islanders AHL players that are under contract who are not – who couldn't find another place to play it certainly doesn't seem like the ahl is going to start their season on time maybe the solution is that they just sort of have an ongoing camp or scrimmage they bring in some other ahl players if it's if it if the conditions are safe to play scrimmages maybe he can be a part of that he can work with piero greco and mitch corn for a while the islanders goalie coaches um work on some conditioning uh simply be a part of the organization even though there's nothing else going on or the rest of the team is involved in in however much playoffs they can get in or how long they can last in the tournament um and then maybe you're, you you bide your time a little bit better and get closer to actually playing games next season or the start of a, a proper training camp because it doesn't seem like there's going to be a prospect camp or development camp or anything like that really in the next few months so um the goal, I think, right now for Sorokin is to find a place to play sometime soon. Uh, the other option could be he signs with the Islanders and they loan him out to a European team that's not his KHL team because there's a no transfer agreement between the KHL and the NHL. And I think CSKA has made it clear publicly that if he or Kirill Kaprizov, who's the Wilds uh, version of Sorokin, a, a, a top-level scorer, uh, if either of those guys were to sign with, with CSK, they'd have to stay the entire season, which the KHL, if they were able to pull it off, would go until about the end of April. So we don't know where the NHL season would be by then. Um, so there is the first step is good news, that uh, that he can burn the year. That's appealing to him. It's not so appealing to the Islanders, I don't think, because they want to keep their costs down for all those reasons I mentioned before, but still probably appealing because they have a better chance of having him come over. Um, the next few steps are still a bit up in the air, and we'll find out some more probably next week when he's there's a 53-hour window to sign these unsigned draft choices to these contracts that that, that are only service time related, not uh, play related. Uh, so if he signs uh, early in that window, that's good news. Any time in that window is good news, and then they can move on to negotiating the next contract, and Sorokin can figure out his next steps. 
Up next, we'll have Travis Riley, uh, lead singer of This Is Hell, Islander fan, merchandiser, uh, gadfly. It'll be a, a great conversation. Stay tuned. Support for No Sleep Till Belmont is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada. For those listeners in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Their water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's getting 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. Now a word from Roman. There are certain times when you don't want to have to go to the doctor's office to get help for a medical condition. If you're dealing with a condition like ED, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com Belmont for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com Belmont for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Welcome back to No Sleep Till Belmont, your Islanders podcast from The Athletic. This is Arthur Staple, your faithful host, back again with uh, another special guest, uh, a guy I've gotten to know through my years covering the Islanders, um, one of the one of the crazier but more entertaining Islander fans I've met through social media and in real life. It's Travis Riley, lead singer from the band This Is Hell, one of the legendary Long Island hardcore acts. <laughs> Crazy Islander fan, proprietor of 718 Supply, uh, which uh, is merchandise for your Islander and Nick and Nets uh, fandom needs. Uh, and he also works as a real job in the music, music industry. So we welcome Travis Riley to the show. What's up, my friend? I don't know if that was a very insulting intro or like a really... <laughs> That's the best <laughs> I like... can do. Or an intro I wasn't deserving of. <laughs> no, no, it was it was uh, it was reverential. I, as someone who listens to a lot of different music, uh, the intersection of music and hockey and music and sports in general is always fascinating to me. And um, basically, I just want to know to start off. Uh, you're an, you're a Long Islander through and through. Well, not anymore, but uh, you grew up there and have spent lots of time there. How do you? How did you kind of? twin those two pursuits of being a big Islander fan while also getting being in a band and touring and, and coming up through the hardcore scene? Uh, I guess, so, like, when I was a kid, well, obviously, even before I was a kid, my dad was an Islander fan, and actually, in 81, my brother was born in May, and my parents were at the, my dad's firehouse watching the playoffs when my mom went into labor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh 
Yeah, obviously, I was born in 82. Um, so I, I missed the, the good stuff. But um, but yeah, growing up, my dad was, you know, an Islander fan, a Met fan. So you kind of do what your your dad does. And uh, yeah, I watched uh, it, my I guess my earliest memories of watching the Islanders is like kind of the Turgeon era. Like, I like I have I have memories of like watching him like Benoit Hogue, Steve Webb. Casparitis. I feel like these are like all like different years, but like that's kind of like the general like vicinity of like when I was getting into hockey. And then my brother, who I just mentioned, he had played in some bands when we were like, you know, young and teenagers, I guess. And then he wound up playing in a band that got serious and started touring and all that. And uh, so I would go on tour with him and, and that band selling merchandise. And that kind of like made me want to start playing in a band, I guess. So in uh, 2004, This Is Hell formed and we kind of uh, hit the road pretty quickly with that. And that became my full-time job that didn't pay any money for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I got to, you know, I didn't get paid, but I also, I never went to college. So I didn't have like ridiculous uh, student loan debt and I got paid or I broke even to travel the world for a decade. So I think it was a fair deal. Now, when you're going around in the hardcore scene, do you run into a lot of other hockey fans? And have there been some, you know, when you, from 2004 to say, when you know, when, whenever you stopped touring with the band, like you said, for about a decade, not exactly um, prime Islanders watching time around the world or Islanders fandom time, but were there some moments where you were in some crazy corner of the world or the country where you're like, no, no, I, I just got to try to find a space to, or a bar to, to watch this very <laughs> important game. Yeah. So I was kind of, well, I guess kind of fortunate in a way. So like, as you were saying music and, or I guess punk music in particular and, and sports haven't, I guess, historically been like something that gelled together. It's kind of like punks versus jocks. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I got into like punk and hardcore and stuff, I kind of drifted away from sports. So I, I, I stopped watching hockey for a bit and just sports in general. And I think it was the 2009 or 2010 season. I kind of got super back into it. I think it was Grabner's rookie year, if I remember correctly. So I think maybe it was like Tavares' second season or something. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I kind of like got super back into it. Um, but I do remember being on tour in Canada and being like laying on like a dressing room floor with my laptop watching Orpic score <laughs> the fucking winner to beat them <laughs> and being uh being bummed about that 2013 playoffs for those of you out there who are not quite putting it together but yes yeah uh, I'm, I'm i'm not very good with years but uh but yeah definitely you know here and there you run into you know sports fans there's definitely some that stand out like uh, my buddy tom plays in a band straight from the path he's a big rangers fan um chris from anti-flag is a big penguins fan mm -hmm. it's like i feel like all my friends who are who are big fans they're all fans of teams that i hate <laughs> 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 or just like big islander rivalries you know that's funny but it's but it's good though because like those two dudes in particular and most of the ones that i'm friends with they can they can talk hockey in general it's not like they just only they're these fuck jabronis that like only know two guys on their on their team and don't know anybody else in the league, you know. So I can talk to them about whatever, and it's cool. Yeah, I imagine you know Long Island has a decent musical history between uh, you know starting way way back with maybe Blue Oyster Cult or something like that, and uh, 
moving into public enemy, moving on up. Uh, maybe not exactly things you'd associate with hockey, but um, have you ever run into any Long Island bands that are that are have Islander fans in them, or is that uh, are you so, the, the unicorn of that world? No. So I guess um, which predates me a little bit is there's a band like this punk band called Two Man Advantage, which is mm-hmm. a hockey reference. You know, um, they're Long Island punk band. Of, of these dudes who are they're probably like maybe mid 40s pushing 50 at this point um but they used to like you know play wearing hockey jerseys all their songs were like about like you know at hockey references and stuff like that um and i actually wound up becoming friends with one of the guys in the band much later um and he's a big islander fan so there's there's the two-man advantage and then um there's a band called envy on the coast from long island who those guys are are, are pretty big hockey fans. They actually filmed a, a, one of their music videos on the Coliseum Ice. I don't wow. remember what the, what the story was, but yeah, if you look up one of their videos, you'll see that they're um, they're in a hockey arena and it is the Coliseum. Um, but yeah, beyond that, and then like I said, the Straight From The Path are Ranger fans, but um, I don't know. I can't think of... I'm sure I'm sure there is, but it's just like, like, like I said, there's not really um, the cross-section of sports I feel like and hardcore punk is kind of it's a small I think it's gotten bigger you know but um but also hockey we know is the the bastard child of the major sports so it's like finding somebody who likes hockey period is kind of tough as is it's true it's true um and you've been to plenty of games uh either at the Coliseum fewer now I know you're you're a city dweller so I used to see you more in Brooklyn but Mm -hmm. um does the music at a hockey game drive you insane, or can you just tune it out? And my and a secondary question to that is: the Islanders, and I know this from being in lots of different arenas, have probably the worst goal song in the league, or at least it's like bottom two or three. Is there a song that you think would make a better goal song for them? Leaving <laughs> leaving aside the leaving aside that this is hell catalog, which obviously <laughs> would work great, but no, that would not be good either. Um, <laughs> It, it depends like sometimes you know obviously there's certain arenas like the guy in pittsburgh is always like playing good metal stuff yes. i feel like the um which i guess this parlays into the goal song but like dallas like dallas has like pantera as their like wrote their goal song which is like amazing it is and and i think that you know whoever whoever does the the songs there usually does a pretty good job um so i don't know like it's it's i feel like it's it's hit or miss in most arenas it's like you get like oh cool here's like Seek and Destroy by Metallica, and then here's like, you know, an call always, me maybe. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm like a I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to diss call me maybe. It's just maybe not the right no, no. the right spot for it. It's it's usually like a mashup of it's like oh here's like a a really good song by this band, but but here's a club beat under it to make it completely right. unlistenable. Right. Um, as far as what should their goal song be, I don't know. There's there's many there's many things I guess. Uh, do, do we hear it very often? We don't, do we? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Seems good now. No, I um, yeah, I've always, uh, you know, I don't know if I could come up with, I, I, I agree with you. It's hard to come up with an answer, but I know that the current one is the wrong answer. That uh, <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. It's just not that. <laughs> right. I, I definitely, um, uh, when I did that uh, oral history of, of the fight night game from 2011 against yeah. the Penguins, watching the clip from that game, and remembering that that in Zen and Kanapa's one year, the uh, that "Live Is Life" was the uh, was the goal song, which was a worse song than what they have now. But at least it was ridiculous and entertaining. And uh, I, I'm not sure 
how an entire decade has passed with the with this um song that is also used by somebody else i think the wild use it which is crazy that there's, yeah that's kind of that, like ridiculous that the of, of all the millions of songs in, in the in the universe like how are two teams gonna share a song you know yeah it's just it's so like it's so uncreative like let someone write like like what dallas said let someone write you a goal song yeah. or just pick something that that's not being used i don't know Especially yeah. considering it's such like it's such like a thing to get the crowd into the game, you know, after a goal is scored and stuff. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, so you, uh, in addition to your music industry job, which is related to merchandising and and uh, and something that uh, Islander fans, I think, maybe connected with you about seven one eight supply, um, which is some merchandising for the Islanders and the Nets. You were doing a lot of Islander stuff with New York bootleg. Uh, some Philly stuff too, right? As I recall, what uh, I know you to be a big, uh, I know you to be a big Josh Hosang fan, and you had a you have a, a couple of Hosang items that I know are probably big sellers among the the fan base that love Hosang the way that you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, me, me and five did, other people. <laughs> how did you? Uh, how did you get into doing that? And uh, what were the you know what were some of your big big selling items that uh, you kind of allowed you to get a little insight into your fellow Islander fans? Um, yeah, so I guess. I started do I started doing like a clothing brand I guess maybe six or so years ago called Private Hell when I wasn't or I think I was still doing the band at the time but it was kind of something I was doing on the side and that morphed into like kind of a bootleg wrestling brand so I was making like wrestling t-shirts which is like fun which I'm still doing um, but so then, so then obviously I was like oh I'm like a massive Islanders fan and I feel like there's nobody that's really like making fun good designs that you can you know you go to the team store or whatever and it's kind of like oh here's just like this blah design um so i started like just having friends you know i, I come up with an, an idea have uh, a friend you know design it because i don't have any any of that uh talent and then uh yeah and just kind of <laughs> did it that way and i guess the, the first the first tea i did was the the trottier tonelli like middle finger one okay yeah and a that fa- one's a, fam- gr- a famous photo a fam- for every islander yeah. fan that's out there yeah, so that one was my the first tea I did, and that one did really well. And then I kind of just started doing, you know, took it from there. I think maybe the second one might have been like the Clutterbuck Suck It OVT. <laughs> um, there was uh, what other one I did. I can't think of what else I launched first, but that was one for sure. Um, but yeah, I did like two Hosang ones. I did like a the Wu, the Wu Tang Clan like Hosang Clan one, which was a pretty. That probably that one that one in the 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 Trottier Tonelli one I think is probably the top sellers. But then also when there was the whole drama about Josh wearing sixty six, um, I did the the retired <laughs> jersey banner sixty six design, which uh, that was good. <laughs> wound up like I was watching like MSG one day. And all of a sudden, they were like talking about that shirt on MSG, <laughs> and I was like, I'm like the troll has uh, has has made it to TV. <laughs> Um, it's very, not very punk, but uh, you'll take it, I'm sure. No, yeah, I, I was just like waiting for a cease and desist at that point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so then yeah, I, I was doing that, and you know, obviously the, I think sales tend to go the way that the team goes, and the team was doing rough, so like I feel like sales were kind of slow. It was kind of just, you know, and I was kind of busy with work. I just had a, I had a kid, like he's actually going to be four this month, so I was kind of like not super, didn't have a ton of time to do it. And then uh, Devin, who's doing Yes Men Outfitters, popped up, and he's, like, doing an amazing job, and people are really psyched on what he's doing. So I kind of, like, bowed out um, and kind of parlayed this 
uh, New York bootleg thing into what I'm calling 718 Supply, which is actually going to launch on Friday. And it's going to be, it's, it's actually just Brooklyn Nets stuff. It's not going to be Islander okay. stuff at all. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of uh, what that's going to turn into. And I, I'm doing that with a friend because the New York bootleg stuff I was just doing on my own, which is like too much to kind of handle. So I have a friend who's doing all the design work and I'm kind of helping with the ideas and stuff. And then, yeah, so uh, this is your exclusive art that... Uh, okay. That... Yeah, well, people, since people want to go and follow the 718 Supply social media stuff. There's nothing posted yet, but it will be. I mean, you might be following it already because all I did was change the New York Bootleg handle to that. <laughs> I think I am. So I'll, I'll probably get some unfollows for people who are not basketball fans. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Well, it's, it's uh, important to branch out, and hopefully there'll be some sports at some point. Um, yeah. <clears throat> where do you uh, where do you kind of fall on the on the return to play situation are you are you excited about it do you just are you desperate for for to see some islanders games even if it feels a little weird i mean i'm you know a human and don't want anybody to be putting themselves in in harm's way for our entertainment you know i think that the world is a bit of a toilet at the moment so i don't you know obviously everyone could use a nice distraction of some hockey or some basketball or whatever like even if it's weird and there's no fans there um but I wouldn't really have any issue if they were like, hey, people keep testing positive and we're really trying to force this shit to happen. And, it, you know, and it's going to because what, what's going to happen is potentially is it's going to fuck up the next season, you know, like and then and then what, you know, so I don't know. Like if it happens, cool, I'm going to watch, you know, and hope for everyone's safety and, and all that. But, yeah, it's just hard to kind of. uh give too much of a shit about it when like there's such you know such larger problems going on it's true <clears throat> it's true i mean i i would love for it to return to the you know the the place that's the weird place that sports holds in our society that uh of sort of a distraction but also sometimes you know not sometimes more often than people would like to admit to have the the same problems as the world in the as the are happening in the world happen in the sports world or mm -hmm. the same emotions that they bring out in people but uh but hey at least sorokin can sign so uh, <laughs> that, that, that'll be the next uh the next <laughs> drama i was hoping that something would have happened already with that so we could discuss that but I guess that'll have to wait for another pod. Yeah, probably next week. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, C the CBA rules. I know. We, I know you were curious about the CBA, but the, uh, the new rules. The new rules say they got to wait until a few days after it's officially ratified. So not till next week's podcast. But uh, I'll, I'll be back for part two. We can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, this was great. Thank you for coming on, Travis. It's Travis Riley, uh, lead singer of This Is Hell, Long Island native, Islander fan. 718 supply for all your Nets needs. Uh, maybe he'll throw you an Islanders t-shirt if you're, if you're interested, still interested in that stuff. But uh, as always, great talking to you, my friend. Thanks a lot. Thanks, I appreciate it.